There are increasing calls for complete transparency on any past or present dealings MPs have had with tobacco companies, so sort of sticking with that earlier story. University of Otago Public Health Academics compared statements made by ministers about plans to repeal Aotearoa's smoke-free legislation with talking points from the tobacco industry. Dr Janet Hook says the overlap was clear. It's not really surprising that tobacco companies use disinformation to argue their case, but it is very surprising to see that government ministers are putting forward the same points, particularly when the coalition agreements say that they're going to be making evidence-based decisions. Joining me now is Victoria University political scientist Bryce Edwards. Kia ora. Kia ora, Charlotte. Why can't we get this transparency in terms of political lobbying? Basically because the politicians themselves don't want it. The last government wasn't too keen on having reform. Uh, This government, I think, is probably even less so. Uh, It is notable, though, that the last government did undertake some decent reforms. One was they got the Ministry of Justice to start a project on reforming lobbying, um, looking at ways that uh, lobbyists might have a code of conduct, uh, maybe setting up a register for lobbyists. Also, one really important thing they did from about 2018 was they uh, made it mandatory for uh, ministers to actually publish their diaries, their their calendars of who they're meeting with. And that was a big leap forward for transparency. It meant we could see who ministers are meeting with. Uh, the new government appears to have stopped that. And so they're not publishing those any longer. It's a bit early to say whether that's just a an admin problem and they'll soon have those up on the Beehive website. But at this stage, it's looking a bit dodgy. It looks like this government doesn't want as much, uh, doesn't want people to know who they're meeting with. The Ministry of Justice led a political lobbying project last year. Did anything come out of that? They're still working on it, and uh, I think they're doing some very good work from what I've seen. They've been meeting with lobbyists, of course, and other stakeholders, and um, progressing that idea of uh, uh, a code of conduct for lobbyists and how they deal with politicians and officials. However, uh, the new government hasn't really confirmed whether they'll keep that project going. Uh, Justice Minister Paul Goldsmith has uh, talked this week about about how there's lots of other priorities in the justice portfolio, and so it looks a bit ominous that he's about to cut that. They've also National also seem to be backtracking on previous promises where they said they would have a mandatory uh, code of conduct for lobbyists. Now they say it might be voluntary, so they seem to be weakening a bit on um, some of the the more positive things they were saying about reforming things. Do you think that politicians should have to declare their ties to different groups before they even? into Parliament? I think that's uh, desirable, absolutely. And there's a lot of debate at the moment uh, amongst researchers about how to do that. It's not so easy to you know, come up with rules that can be enforced on that. But it certainly is the case that the public's better informed when they know wh- what politicians were doing before they came into Parliament and who their links with, were with, but also after they leave Parliament. Because as we've seen in recent years, a lot of senior politicians then become lobbyists. And I think that's part of why we're not seeing a lot of movement from the last beehive or this one about cleaning that up, because they themselves uh, benefit from the status quo. Mm, Tinakwe, thank you very much for that analysis. That is Victoria University political scientist Bryce Edwards.